See, no one can enter the kingdom of heaven if Jesus Christ is not your Lord and Savior if you don't obey the Word of God. If you're not truthful with God, then He is truthful with you. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. You're inconsistent in what you really believe. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. It's so good to have you with us today for our continuing study of Jesus' parables, each one painting a symbolic picture of the abundant life that God desires for us. Today, Roll will illuminate how an authentic relationship with Jesus is like a fruitful tree, beautiful and productive. We'll discover that genuine surrender leads to spiritual prosperity while religious hypocrisy ends in withering destruction. The title of today's lesson is The Parable of the True Believer. Here's Raul Reese. This morning, if you have your Bible, turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 7. You have so many people witnessing to people, and they ask you, well, are you a Christian? And you say, well, why do you think I'm a Christian? Well, the way you live, totally different. When I see my friends, they don't live like you. I don't live like you. And so you begin to share with them the scriptures. You begin to share Christ. But it's really sad when somebody that says he's a Christian, she's a Christian, and people that know you, they can say, well, you've never had a change. You're still doing the same thing you did before, and you call yourself a Christian. That's very dangerous. Because what you're doing is you're deceiving people. Deception. And deception is not good in the kingdom of God because that's the actual job of Satan and his demons is to deceive. We have to speak truth. We have to live truth if we're going to be Christians. And Jesus coming to the end of the Sermon on the Mount, he wants to make sure that we understand how we should live the Christian life. He starts in chapter 7. He begins by verse, let me go to verse 15, where he says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are riven wolves. You shall know them by their fruits, by their lives. Do men gather grapes and thorns or figs and thistles? Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree brings forth bad fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth bad fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that brings not good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know they are Christians. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in your name cast out devils? 
and in your name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Pretty heavy words. And when you go a little bit higher in chapter 7, in verse 13 and 14, listen to what he says. He says, enter in at the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way, they will lead you to hell, destruction. And many are there that go that way. Because narrow is the gate, and hard is the way, which leads you into life, and very few people find it. Hell is wide, heaven is narrow. When I first read that, when I became a Christian, I was really not shocked. I was just blown away that I had come to Jesus Christ. My life was changing. I'm not supposed to go back to my old friends, not go back to the old things I used to do. Then as a Christian, I began to learn the new way, the new way God wanted me to live. Not the way I wanted to live, the way he wanted me to live, according to his word. Not according to my word, according to his word. So as I began to read, I began to grow, and I began to develop as a child of God. I began to hate the world more than ever before. And the reason I did that is because I read the words of Jesus, what he said. If you're going to be a Christian, you have to live in the light. You have to walk in the light. You have to talk with a new language. You can't live in your old ways. Your old ways will take it to hell. As I was studying and looking at this whole self-deception that is given to people, that when Jesus spoke, let's read the chapter and see what he says, beginning with verse 21. He says, Not everyone who says to me, see, not everyone that's saying I'm a Christian, I'm going to heaven, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord. Lord is a dominating word. It speaks of the deity of Jesus Christ, that he is God. So I call him Lord. He's my Lord. He's my master. He's my God. Not everyone who's saying, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Number one, he has to be. In my life. He goes on. Verse 22. Many. Not few. Many will say to me in that day. Lord, Lord. Again. Have we not prophesied in your name? We have the gift of prophecy. Cast out devils in your name. And done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them. I never knew you. Depart from me. You who practice sin. In Matthew 7, remember we read that the way to heaven is very narrow, but the way to hell is very broad. And many, the word many again, many are going there. He said here, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? They were in church, had the gift of prophecy, cast out demons in his name. They did miracles and wonders in his name. But then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evil servant of iniquity. Sin. 
As I was reading, I see that Jesus is closing the Sermon on the Mount in chapter 7. He's closing the chapter. But he wants to make sure that before he closes the chapter or the Sermon on the Mount, that we understand the Sermon on the Mount. And then you take yourself today, when you leave here, to examine your life before the Lord. Am I truly, really a Christian? Do I really believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? Because in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, you have Nicodemus out of the 72 in the Sanhedrin, the government of Israel, coming by night when nobody can see him and asking Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He's been hearing about people accepting Christ. And Jesus said to him, you have to be born again. Most are surely I say to you, unless one is born again, he, she cannot see the kingdom of God. Cannot. Unless you're transformed, unless you change. Second Corinthians 5.17, Paul says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become brand new. I'm just reading scripture, brand new. And you begin to see in verse 21, where he said, not everyone who says to me, you see, there's two camps, not everyone. You go to different churches, not everyone. You go around the world, not everyone. There are those words, not everyone. What do you mean, not everyone? Not everyone who says to me. So you say you're a Christian. You say you witness for Christ. You say all these things, but he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord. Oh, wait a minute. Lord, Lord. That's a title. Acknowledging the deity of Jesus Christ, that he is God. Speaking of curious in the Greek, I acknowledge his deity. He is God. He goes on. Lord, Lord shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Remember what he said in Matthew chapter 7. Enter into the narrow gate. For wide is the gate. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there go there. Because narrow is the gate. And his heart is the way which leads unto life. And few are there that enter into it. Or find it shall enter in the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Period. That's it. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We wanted to speak with Raul for just a moment about his upcoming trip to Israel. Raul, tell us how our lives can be impacted as Christians by going on a trip like this. It will impact your walk because you're walking where Jesus walked. And I think that Bible studies that are given there by the pastor, that they're going to bring not only conviction, it's going to feed your soul. So when you go back to the hotel, you're going to open the Bible for that day. You're going to read. You're going to make notes. You know, not maybe your Bible, like I do notes in your Bible, or maybe in a piece of paper. So when you come back, you come back fully loaded with God's word, with the uh, sights that you saw, which now they're going to become not only real to you, but when I share the gospel with people, they'll go, wow, how did you know I've been there? 
I walked through there. I sat there. I ate there. All these things that I wanted to do, I've done it. You need to go to Israel. Well, thanks so much, Rawl, for sharing with us. Now, the dates to join Pastor Rawl, his wife Sharon, and their son Ryan are April 2nd through 13th, 2024. To get more information and a brochure, visit somebodylovesyou.com. Let's go back now to Matthew chapter 7 as we conclude today's lesson, the parable of the true believer. You see, the Lord is coming. We don't know when. But any one of us can die today. You'll be judged. When you die, it's over. You're in or you're out. You can't say, well, you'll give me a second. There are no second chances. The grace of God is given to you from the time you listen to the grace of God. When you actually hear the word of God. The Holy Spirit begins to convict, brings you to a place where you reject them or you accept Christ. And when you accept Christ, therefore you become a new creature. All things are passed away. All things begin to be brand new, a new life. You can't be a Christian and say your heart is close to God, to Jesus. The heart is deceitful, desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, know your heart. I know who you are. I know what you do. I know where you're going. In Titus 1.16, he says, they profess to know God, but in works, they deny him. You don't have works that are valid. Being abominable, disobedient, disqualified for every good work. Psalm 78.35 says, then they remembered that God was the rock. And the most high God, the Redeemer, nevertheless, they flatter him with their mouth. They lie to him with their tongues. So they come to you as people do. They sit before you as my people. And they hear your words, but they do not do them. For their mouth, they show much love, but their hearts pursue their own gain. Indeed, You are to them as a very lovely song, one who has a pleasant voice and can play well as an instrument. But they hear your words, but they don't do the words. They don't do what you say. I think that the scriptures are very, very clear. Matthew 7, 21, that he said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. The person who does God's will is a person who truly believes, truly obeys, truly loves God's Son, Jesus Christ. John 15, 10 says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and I abide in his love. John 15, 14, you are my friend if you do whatever I command you. You see, no one can enter the kingdom of heaven if Jesus Christ is not your Lord and Savior if you don't obey the word of God. If you're not truthful with God, then he is truthful with you. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. You're inconsistent in your faith. You're inconsistent in what you really believe. That's why in John 14, 15, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. 
Samuel speaking to Saul, the king that actually had denied the Lord and was doing his own thing. Samuel came along in 1522, he says, Then Samuel said to Saul, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrificing and to listen than the fat of rams. Acts 5.29, but Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. Obedience, 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 obedience. If some of you have come this morning not really knowing Jesus as you should know Jesus. You look at your life this back weekend, what did you do this weekend? How did you treat Christ this weekend? Did you pray? Did you read? Did you witness? Were you a witness to your family, to your friends, to those that know you? Or did you do what they do? Drinking, partying, cursing, doing all these things that people do. No fear of God. No holiness in their lives. And yet the Bible is so clear they shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Drunkards, fornicators, liars. There's a whole list in Romans chapter 118 to the end of verse 32. Galatians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5. You go through all these things, 1 Corinthians 5 and 6. And the Bible speaking to believers, to believers. So you and me, if we're believers. You can't really, God can't really speak to you unless you become a Christian. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit, when you start changing your life because he's convicting you of sin, he gives you the opportunity to make a choice to accept him or to reject him, to repent or not to repent, to continue your life. And that's why when you repent, you become a son and daughter of God, according to the scriptures. A daughter and son of God. Secondly, Verse 22, self-righteousness. Many, there's the word again, many will say to me in that day. So you're going to stand before the Lord and you're going to tell the Lord this. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast the demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? So here you are saying that you are in God's service. Lord, I've been in your service. I've been prophesying the gift of prophecy in your name. I cast the devils in your name and done many wonders in your name. Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. They were using the name of Jesus to their own benefit so they would not get judged. But you see, whenever you use the name of Jesus falsely, you will be judged. When you do things you shouldn't be doing, you will be judged. The Lord came to die for our sins. When you come to Christ, you accept Him. He forgives you for all your sins because you have repented. But now you go back to the world, things that you used to do, you're doing again. How are you going to excuse yourself to the Lord? There are no excuses. If you truly, truly don't repent, man, I feel sorry for you. There has to be true repentance. These people 
Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied there in the church? And have not prophesied in your name? And cast out demons in your name? And do many wonders in your name? Sounds like a lot of pastors and apostates. People that work for the Lord. They've never really had a personal relationship with Christ. But for the money. For the fame. But not because they want to be simple and humble and have Christ in their lives. I want to please God. I want to get my name written in the book of life. I want to hear the voice saying, the good and faithful servant, come on in. Look what I prepare for you. Billy Graham said, there are angels when they come to your bedside because you're dying to take you to heaven or to take you to the other place. We see that in the book of Luke chapter 16, verse 19 to the end. The rich men and Lazarus. That when they died, the angels came to take them to that place. And one day, maybe very soon, maybe today, you're going to die. And if your life is not right, get it right. You're not going to be able to say, Lord, forgive me. You have to see the heart. I've been people that were dying, and I've seen them repent, weeping, crying, taking their time, saying, Lord, I was so, so evil in my life. Forgive me. And they die in the peace of God. And I've seen people screaming, yelling, cussing, and they're getting ready to go into eternity. And then in verse 23, this is the heavy one. False profession, rejection. God rejects you. He doesn't give you another opportunity. You're rejected. He says, and then I, God, declare to them, I never knew you. Wow. Underline that. I never knew you. You say you knew me. I didn't know you. Look at your life. You turn people away with your life. I wait for you to repent, but you don't repent. And he says, I never knew you. Depart. Complete separation from God. You who practice sin. The word here to know is the word never recognized. You were a user. You used him. Where he wanted to really use you. To bring glory and honor to his name. And that's why it's so important not to reject him. But to know that he loves you. To know that he cares for you. And that you want to be that person. That doesn't reject him. But accepts him. By faith. When you surrender yourself. God will see repentance. But if you don't raise your hands to him. And truly repent then you're not going to walk through that narrow way. You're going to be walking through that broad way that leads you to destruction for all eternity. Well, if you've been going through the motions of religion but have never experienced a true personal relationship with Jesus, 
we encourage you to consider what you've heard today and make that life-changing decision. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To hear today's lesson in its entirety, simply call us at 800-634-9165. And for a donation of $5 or more, we'll send you an unedited copy of today's message. When you get in touch with us, ask for the lesson titled, The Parable of the True Believer. We'd also like to tell you about Rawls' book titled, Sermon of Sermons. As you explore the wisdom of Jesus and learn more about what it looks like to live in fellowship with Him, you'll see how humble surrender leads to rich abundance. You'll also find out how your choices, both large and small, can bless and benefit others. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 to order Rawls book titled Sermon of Sermons. We'll send your copy for just $12 plus shipping and handling. Our phone number once again is 800-634-9165. To order by writing, the mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Somebody Loves You Radio is supported through the generosity of partners like you. Every gift is tax deductible and helps us keep sharing the hope and truth of Jesus Christ. Coming up on the next Somebody Loves You Radio, we'll continue this series with more imagery from the parables of Christ. Contemplating a fisherman's process of sorting the catch from his net, we'll see that no one is forced to receive God's salvation, but every person's choice directly determines their eternal future. That's next time on Somebody Loves You Radio. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.